This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so good. I think I'm finishing up my series here on uh, gifts and callings. And uh, praise the Lord. And our, our uh, foundational scriptures in Romans eleven twenty nine, And it says, For the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable, for he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. And we discovered uh, in uh, Gifts and Callings is God's not just calling the preachers, like the pastors and the evangelists and the apostles. He's calling each one of us to do something in his kingdom. Do you believe that today? Look at your neighbor and say, you're called. Amen. Look at your other name and say, I think you're called. No, I'm kidding. You're all are called. Amen. Say, I'm called. And, you know, and God's calling each one of us. And really, the number one calling that he's calling each one of us is to have a fruitful relationship with him and have fruitful relationship with each other. Do you believe that today? So God wants us having fruitful relationships. Amen. And so I love that. And so, you know, I, I've been talking about that we are in the last days. And, uh, you know, and there's going to be two great things happening. There's going to be some people that enemy's going to be working on trying to get offended, to try to get them to fall out of the church, to quit serving God. And then there's going to be a group uh, of people that are going to be getting saved. Amen. And so I believe in the last day revival. How many people believe that? And I believe that God's going to be sweeping millions of people into the kingdom of God. And don't give up hope on your children. Don't give up hope on, on your relatives, on your in-laws or your outlaws. Amen. God can still move on them. Amen. God can draw them in. God can give them a dream or a vision. You know, we, uh, I, I pray all the time. And I say, God, you said you're going to send your spirit out on all flesh. This is in the book of Acts. Peter is quoting out of, uh, I, I think, Joel. Uh, the prophet Joel. And, uh, and, and the Bible says that God's going to pour his spirit out in all flesh in the end days. And I think we're in the end days, don't you? And so and he said that our sons and daughters will prophesy and old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions. And uh, I said, and I would pray, Lord, give, uh, give our people visions and dreams. And I know there was uh, one lady that uh, in the, ch- uh, in our church that would visit, she wasn't actually a, uh, you know, a full in fledged member, but she would visit and, um, and she received a dream from the Lord and God revealed to her a dream about getting water baptized and all this. And it was pretty awesome. So God can wake your family members up through a dream. Amen. Say, I believe that God can, God can send an angel to some of your family and scare them, scare the hell out of them. So they have more heaven. Amen. Sometimes we might need a little scaring. Amen. And, uh, you know, the Bible does say we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, we need to work it out. We need to walk out our salvation. In other words, we should we should be trembling if we're thinking about, you know, walking in the dark side. Amen. We should always want to walk in the light of God's word. Amen. Can I get an amen or oh me? And so I love that. So uh, Jesus, you know, has a lot of parables and um, and he talks about, you know, the unjust uh, uh, king, uh, the unjust uh, king. And one of the parables, he talks about this uh, this widow that was, 
not, um, that was unjustified. Somebody did something wrong to her and she went to the king and, and the king was not really a righteous king, Jesus talks about. And, and Jesus said, but, but the king went ahead and granted her request. And, and Jesus said that how much more will God, you know, grant our request when wrong things are happening to us? And so God will answer us speedily. So we're, we're going to Luke 18, 8, because um, this is kind of what I'm going to be preaching on today, that God is calling each one of us to be faithful. Amen. Somebody say faithful. faithful. And th- this is what Jesus says in Luke 18, 8. He says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. In other words, God will vindicate each one of us that's walking with him. Even when wrong things are happening to us, God can vindicate us. You believe that today? And so I love that. And he says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, is Jesus speaking, will he really find faith on the earth? And so what is the enemy doing in the last days? He's trying to uh, upset the apple cart in our lives. He's trying to get us in a place where we're not trusting God anymore. He's trying to get us, the devil's trying to get us looking at the circumstances of life, looking at what's going on in this world. And the enemy's trying to get us focused more on what the devil is doing than what God is doing. And I'm going to say this, that we need a, we need a refocus uh, from the world and start focusing on the kingdom of God. Do you believe that today? And so I want to talk to you about faithfulness. And I really, I really believe this, that, that um, well, we know this, that, that even Jesus gave another parable about, about the talents. Remember that pa- parable about the, uh, I believe it was the five talent man, the two talent man and the one talent man. And, and the, the keys to the blessing of, of the talent people, the five talent two people, they were able to double their talents. So God's looking for us to increase. Uh, and Jesus commended those that doubled their talents. But, but one of the things that Jesus said to those that, that, that were faithful in serving God and doubling their talents, uh, Jesus said that the Father would say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And so what, was God, what is God looking for? He's looking for you know, the good in our lives. He's looking for us to serve God, to do to, to, to works of good. And he's also looking for us to be faithful. Amen. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. And I think about this because Jesus, uh, on, on, you know, written on his thigh, when he comes back, it, it's going to, it's uh, on his thigh. You know, somebody asked me one time, they asked me, they said, Pastor David, it's okay to have a tattoo because... Um, I read in the book of Revelation that Jesus has on his thigh, so they thought it was a tattoo, faithful and true. And, <laughs> and uh, I said, well, you know, um, in the Old Testament, it says don't mark your b- body up. But, you know, um, but, you know uh, if, if you don't have, you know, if there's nothing in your heart against that, then I, I guess you can. But, but, but I don't know if Jesus has a tattoo on his leg that says faithful and true. But there's something that says faithful and true on his thigh. I believe it says that on his thigh. Then I guess if you want to get a tattoo, you can put that on your thigh. But no, I'm kidding. But, um, but, but, but Jesus is coming back. And, 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 you know, Jesus is called the amen. You know, in other words, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen. Jesus is called faithful and true. Amen. So, so faithful and true is going to be on his thigh. Amen. 
And so we, we want to emulate Jesus. We want to be faithful and we want to be true to the calling that God has placed on our lives. And we're talking about faithfulness. And we talk about faithfulness, a lot of the world will think, well, being faithful to your spouse. And I think that's part of it. We need to be faithful to our spouses. Amen. And we need to be faithful to our families. And we need to be faithful to the job that we work at, that, that we show up. Amen. We need to be faithful to the church. Amen. We need to be faithful. Amen. And so, so, so faithfulness is a key. But, but another word for faithfulness is, is really having faith. Having faith. And, and will Jesus find faith on the earth? And, um, and, and the word uh, faith can mean this. It means a conviction about something that deals with believing something from the heart. So it's a conviction about something that deals with believing something from the heart. It's a conviction that leads us to some sort of continual action. So how many people believe brushing your teeth will help you uh, keep your teeth? <laughs> Amen. Uh, how, many, how many people believe that? Amen. Uh, so so, so you, you believe that it might aid in keeping you from getting cavities. Amen. So, so because you believe that, you brush your teeth, hopefully at night and in the morning. Glory to God. And so, so we believe that. I, I, I have to tell my daughter every, every night, have you, I ask her every night, have you brushed your teeth? And she would ask me, have you brushed yours? She would always do that to me. I said, hey, young lady. And sometimes I haven't brushed it yet. I said, no, I haven't. So, but now, you know, but, but now, I, now I, I change it to brush your teeth because normally she doesn't brush her teeth unless I ask her. And uh, because why? I said, I don't want you, you know, I don't want your teeth rotting out, out of your skull. Amen. And so we brush our teeth. It, it, we, we believe if you believe in taking vitamins or maybe taking a particular medication that the doctor prescribes for you to help with some kind of ailment, you're going to do that. You're going to be faithful. You're just not going to take it every other day or whenever you feel like it. If you believe that it works, you're going to be continual in that action doing that. Amen. And so we we have to, we have, belief brings faith, it brings a conviction that leads us to a continual action. So I I believe this, I, I believe going to church uh, every Sunday, uh, whenever the doors are open, I believe there's a blessing in it. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about that those that are planted in the house of the Lord, you know, they will bear fruit in old age. So I, I, I believe that. Say, I believe that. I believe, I, I believe studying my Bible, there's a blessing in it. Amen. So what do I do? I study my Bible. I, I, I believe it will help me to stay out of deception. Amen. I believe that. Say, I, say, you, say, I believe that. I believe praying makes a difference. I believe that. I just don't pray just to pray and, oh, well, you know, and not expect anything. I just don't pray out of being religious. I'm just not a, you know, there's a lot of religions out here. They pray, but they don't expect anything. It's just a religious mantra. But, but I, when I pray, I believe that God, that results are happening. Do you believe that? So, so I, I believe in praying. I believe in answered prayer. <laughs> I believe in that. I, I, I believe in praising God. So I praise God on a, on a daily basis. I, I continually 
I do this, I believe there's a blessing in it. There's, there's something about praising God that causes my problems to get smaller and it causes the promises of God to get bigger. I, I believe that's what, pra- it magnifies the bigness of God. I believe when you praise God, you magnify how big God is. Because there's nothing too hard for our God. No matter what you might be dealing with, no matter what issue you might be encountering, there's nothing too hard for God. you believe that today? No matter how bad your children are, there's... Okay, now, Pastor, you're going a little too far now. No, no, no matter how bad your in-laws are out, no matter how bad the situation looks, there's nothing impossible with God and there's nothing impossible for those that believe. Amen. I, I, I believe that. I, I, believe, I believe in doing these things on a continual basis and in, in going to church and in studying my Bible and praying and praising God. And I believe in giving. Oh, man, Pastor, do you have to go there? I believe in giving of my talents and giving of my finances into the kingdom of God. I believe it will, it will produce a harvest. Amen. And not only do I believe it, I have seen it. I have seen a harvest in my life. So, so uh, in Hebrews 11, 1, let's, let's just define faith quickly. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, so faith is this substance of things that you hope for and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, you're believing for something that hasn't manifested yet. You're believing for it to come to pass in your life. Amen. Some of you might be single and you're believing to get married. You're believing for that spouse. Glory to God. Well, keep believing. Amen. It will. Well, it might. I'm looking at some singles. It will happen. Amen. Amen. And uh, just keep believing. You know, I was single at one time believing for a wife and um, my roommate got married before I did. And he put his faith in the now. Somebody say, put your faith in the now. And he started believing that he was married before he was even married. And I and I was like, don't tell a lot of people that because they're going to think you're cuckoo, you know. And uh, but he said, no, I already I already have my wife. I said, OK, we're both single and we were both, you know, ready to mingle. Amen. And uh, this is many years ago. And uh, but he ended up getting married before me. And I said, man, maybe he has something there. So I started thanking God ahead of time. For my spouse, that she was all that I was already married by faith. And when I put my faith in the now, uh, uh, yin came into the picture. It was within six months I was married. When I some of you need to put your faith in the now. In other words, believe that you have it now. Amen. Amen? Say, I have it now. Amen. And so we got to believe that. So faith, so faithfulness to God's word brings the reality of God's promises to us. Faith is an act of trusting God continually. If we believe something enough, it will lead us to a continual action. Let's look at something here. Let's look at Hebrews eleven four, and 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 this is this is the uh, you know the Hall of Faith uh, chapter when you study it out in Hebrews, and it says in Hebrews four by faith Abel offered to. Uh, uh, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts and through he being dead still speaks. So here, um, Abel was one of the first patriarchs or people of the Old Testament that obeyed God. And, And Abel was faithful in giving his best 
to God. And God blessed him. And even though he was faithful, he became like the first martyr in the kingdom. You know, Abel was martyred by his brother Cain. And Cain saw the blessing on Abel's life, got jealous of Abel and killed Abel. And um, and but, you know, before, you know, that's listen, uh, I'm going to say is before Abel, uh, before Cain killed Abel, God spoke to Cain and tried to get Cain to calm down and do the right things. And God tried to tell Cain that he could walk in the blessing, too. And and I'm going to say this, that. That if you're going to walk in the blessings, there's something you're going to have to do. Amen. You're going to have to obey God. Amen. And disobedience doesn't bring the blessings of God in our life. It's obedience that brings the blessings out. You believe that today? It's when you trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So what, what is, a lot of times we don't obey God. A lot of times it's because we're trying to figure things out on our own. We're trying, we're trying to lean on our own understanding. We're trying to, you know, trying to work out our own situation. But no, I'm going to say this. Get God into your situation. Get God into your equation. So, 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 so Cain could have got it right and walked in the blessing. But instead, he, he killed off his competition, Abel, hoping that, you know, uh, God would just still bless him anyway. No, 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 no. We, 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 need a, we need a start obeying God. Look at your name and say, obey God. So I want to say this, that God desires to prosper us. God has a desire. His heart, you know, is to have fellowship with us. Two, two reasons why God created us is for fellowship, amen, and to bless us. I believe that. It says that in the book of Genesis. God created us to bless us, to, to have a fellowship with us, and to bless us. He blessed Adam and Eve, and he's blessing each one of us. You believe that today? So God is into blessing his people. And so I'm going to say this, that God wants you walking in prosperity. Oh, man. Don't come against the prosperity message. Amen? Uh, you know, it's not all about money. But money helps us to navigate this life. And we need finances to pay bills. And we need finances, really, not just to pay bills, but to help one another. Amen. And so I love that. So God's desire is to prosper us. And my question is today, for you today, is are you prospering in, in the degree that you want to prosper? Are, are you seeing the blessings of God in your life? And, and if you're not, I believe that once we're done with this message, you're going to see the blessings of God run after you and overtake you. Do you believe that today? I love this because it says in Psalms 35, 27, it said, let those who favor my righteous cause have pleasure in my uprightness, shout for joy and be glad and say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen. So God takes great pleasure. It says here, let those who favor my righteous cause, that means that those that love God, amen, that takes pleasure in God's ways, amen, say I take great pleasure in God's ways, and, 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 uh, and upright and shout for joy, gladness, and say continually, let the Lord be magnified, those that worship God, because the Bible says that those that worship God will never go hungry. Those that fear God will never go hungry in Psalms 34, I believe. It says, who, who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God takes pleasure in your prosperity. 
Amen. That's, that's kind of a weak amen. <laughs> amen. God takes pleasure in you prospering. Amen. Do you believe that today? God doesn't want you to be a failure. God, God wants you to make it. He wants you to be an example. Amen. I love what it says in Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes truly rich. This is the amplified I'm reading out of. And he adds no sorrow, neither does toil increase it. So, so I love the way that's written here, that the blessing of the Lord makes truly rich or makes rich. And he adds no sorrow, neither toiling to increase it. In other words, uh, Peter... And John were fishing um, all night. And I believe it was John that he was with. Uh, and he was fishing all night. And the next day, uh, Jesus came up to the boat. And they were trying to, I guess they were cleaning their nets. That's what they know, And they didn't catch anything all night. And uh, it's kind of like us. Sometimes we work 40 hours a week and we're working. And we, we find ourselves still not in meeting. We seem like we're behind the eight ball. Amen. And, uh, and, and we work and work and work. And, 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 and this is called toiling. God doesn't want us to toil. God wants us to increase. He doesn't want us toiling. And so uh, Peter and John, they were fishing. And the next day, Jesus asked to borrow their boat to preach out of. And he preached out of it. And then he told them to throw their nets over. And they caught so many fish that they had to call their other buddies because their boat was filled with fish. And, and, and then they called their other buddies to get more fish. And it, it was so much fish that the, the boat was almost sinking. Amen. What am I saying to you today? In our, own, in our own ways, we can strive to try to get ahead. But if we don't add God into our equation, we, will always, we can be a lot of times just barely making it. But if we get God in our equation, God can show us how to prosper without any sorrow added to it. In other words, he can give us witty ideas. He can give us favor. Uh, he can open doors of opportunities of work. <laughs> what, Pastor? Yeah, work. He gives us opportunities to work. Amen. Opportunities to be a blessing. Glory to God. And in those opportunities or maybe an opportunity for us to share something or an opportunity for us to sow something, you know, uh, everything that you give, um, uh, a lot of what we give away, it, it, it equates to finances. Amen. I, I let somebody borrow my car for a few days because their car was out of commission. Somebody at church. And so they, they borrowed my car. Of course, it was my, my two-tone car, my rust and gray car, the, the beater. Amen. But uh, they borrowed it and uh, for two or three days. And in that and if they were going to rent a car that could run 30 to 40 dollars a day. So so they got a blessing for three days of no renting a car of one hundred and twenty dollars in a sense. By me letting them borrow my car. Are you hearing what I say? Those are blessings we don't see. We don't see that that a lot of these blessings can uh, if you weigh it out monetarily, God is blessing us. Amen. We got we got we got to see these blessings. A lot of times, you know, God moves on people's hearts to bless us and we don't see that as blessings. And, and, and it may not be a monetary blessing, but it could be somebody doing something for you, helping you move or do something. God can move. It, are you hearing what I'm saying today? God can give you favor. 
See, that, I pray that every day, that God gives me favor, glory to God. I want to walk in the favor and the blessings of God, amen? I, the reason why God wants to bless you, and he wants you to have more than enough, he wants you to have more than enough to, to, so you can have something to bless somebody else with. I, I love it where it says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, this is connected to the blessing. But you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as is this day. So, so God blessing us, it's all connected to us expanding the kingdom of God. In other words, God wants more people in heaven. You believe that today? God wants more people coming into the kingdom. God wants more people saved. He wants more people healed. He wants more people delivered of demonic spirits. God wants people walking in truth and not deception. And so, and so, so when I'm ministering and we're street, live streaming it, then we're putting it together and we're putting it on TV and then people are hearing the, the word and they're getting set free. They're getting saved and our finances are going in because you know what? It's not free being on TV. They don't say, hey, I'm going to give you free television. Amen. No, no, no you got to pay for it. But, but, but we pay a hefty price. Why? Because we want to influence our community for the kingdom of God. Amen. And why, why, why are we doing this? Because we want to expand the kingdom of God. God wants his kingdom to expand. He wants his kingdom growing. So it's all connected to us establishing the covenant down here. How do we do this? Well, well, we do this by Matthew six thirty three. Jesus said, don't worry about what you need to eat or drink for God knows, you know, the uh, what you need of it. But then Jesus said, this is the key to walking in the blessing. Of God is is Matthew six thirty three. But seek this amplified aim and strive after, first of all, his kingdom, his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things Taken together will be given to you besides. So Jesus is saying, don't run after money. Even in the book of Proverbs said, don't be running. Don't be chasing coin. As I heard somebody say, I'm chasing coin. You know, don't be chasing after money. Chase after God. And when you chase after God, then the blessings chase after you. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But, but, But don't be so focused on trying to get the coin, chasing coin. Chase God. And then God will open opportunities. God will give you favor. God will open doors of grace. Amen. And God will prosper you. Do you believe that today? You know, uh, uh, I, I, I can't remember the last time I, I paid for a vacation. Can, can I brag a little bit on the Lord? I can't remember the last time I, I, I paid for a vacation. God has blessed me in all my vacations. Every time I go out or, you know, my vacations are paid for. Or, you know, or we went out on vacation last week and we were blessed financially and it covered all our vacation. Amen. God is so good. But on the other hand, I, I, I am a tither and I give offerings. I believe in that. I believe that that's a key. Amen. I, you know, you hear some people preach, God's going to bless you. He's going to pay your houses off. He's going to do all this. But they never connect you with, well, you got to do something too. Yeah, right. Oh, you're just going to wake up and it's all going to drop on you. No, no, no. There's a God side and a man side. We got to get in obedience to God. We got to get faithful in serving God. Amen. 
there's a man's side and a God's side. It's not all God. And it's not all us. It's us and God working together. Amen. And so when we get in agreement with God's word by obeying God's word, God can work. Amen. And so, you know, and God can can bless you as we get obedience to God. I like what it says in Philippians 2, 4. Let each one of you look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. A lot of times, and I preach a lot about this a lot of times, we can get in, in our walk with God. We can get kind of more focused on just us and nobody else. We, we can get selfish. We can all we think about is what's in it for us. But we got, when you grow in Christ, you stop thinking like that. And you start thinking, okay, what can I do to be a blessing to others? That we, we, we come out of that. That's an immaturity way of thinking. And, and, and yes, when we come in, a lot of times we come in and, and we're, 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 we're uh, lacking in some areas. But as we start becoming faithful and we give to God, God starts blessing us and we say, hey, all this works. Amen. It works. Amen. So, so I'm going to say this. The Bible pronounces a blessing on those that tithes and gives offerings in a continual basis. I like what it says in Malachi 3, 10 and 12. Bring some of the tithes into. That's right. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit uh, uh, for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. So we see here, this is in the book of Malachi, and this is a promise to those that tithe and, and, and give offerings. And, and, and it's a promise that, that, that God will open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing, amen, that you cannot even receive. It, it's a promise, and, and, and he actually says uh, in, in the word, uh, the Lord says, Test me in this and see if I will not open up for you the windows that test me in giving to God. So I want to encourage you, uh, you know, uh, you trying to do it on your own in, in your own way, trying to make your financial situation work. It may be OK, but God wants to prosper you so much more. Amen. Do you believe that today? So so we, we we need to understand this as we give. To God, and I'm saying it's not easy. Sometimes, you know, we're we're looking at at, at our bills and we're looking at our finances, and we're saying, "How is no way I can make this work? I can only give God just a little bit, like my leftovers." You know, no, no, no. You want to give God your first. You really want to give God your first, and when you do that, I've tested it. I. I've seen my, my father, my, my, my earthly father, he's, he's uh, in heaven now. He, was a, he, he, he is a faithful man of God. And I, I, I could always remember, he was a tither. I, I, I had an example. But my father never lacked for anything. And he, uh, and he was always blessed, always driving a nice car, living in a nice home. Uh, and, 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 and uh, you know, he was always blessed. But I realized something. I didn't know this. I knew he was a tither, but I didn't know that he was also a giver, too. He would give money to different people that were in need, like in the church. He'd be giving money out. He wouldn't say anything about it. I found this out later, you know, from my mom, that he would just be blessing different people. Sometimes, you know, he just felt led on his, uh, the Lord would put, put on his heart to give something. And you know what? He had, he, he was blessed. And so he proved it out. And I said, man, if it works for my dad, it has to work for me. 
<laughs> I've already had an example. And it has worked for me. God has blessed me. Amen. God has blessed me more than, than, I, than I, and I could just give you a long list. And a lot of you guys, a lot of you people that are out there are givers. You know that, that God blesses you. Amen. And so, and so we need to be faithful. Another number two, we need to be faithful, not in all, only in our giving, but we need to be faithful in pleasing God with our lives. Amen. Say, I'm a God pleaser. It says here in Hebrews eleven five six. 6, it says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God has taken him up. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So, so, so before uh, Enoch was taken up, he had a testimony that he pleased God. Amen. Then it says, But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he comes to God, must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we see here that, that Enoch walked with God and, and he, he walked in a place with God where God, uh, you know, I, I believe this, that he, he was the first person that was raptured off the earth. So, so he, was, he, God, he pleased God so much that God had to have him in heaven. And, you know, and, and I want to be a God pleaser. I don't want to just be a Dave pleaser. I just don't want to be pleasing myself. I want to please God. Amen. And when we please God, God will bless us and, and, and bring us into a glorious place in him. Do you believe that today? So Enoch faithfully sought God, walked with him and God and, and he pleased God. And so we want to be that pleasing him. That's why I'm talking to you today. And I've been talking to you all about this series about the gifts and callings of God, that Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for the church that's faithful in walking with him. Amen. And he's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And, and, and I want and, and we should be, you know, looking for Jesus's appearing. Amen. In other words, Jesus could come back any time. Amen. So so we need to be rapture ready and be and be faithful to God. Now, now there's a parable about the wise and foolish virgins. And, and we, we know this and this is really good. And this is talking about faithfulness. It says in Matthew 25, 1 to 13, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest they should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to, to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready, say ready, ready. amen, went in to him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So that's pretty strong. What is that saying? That's, he's saying that there's ten, ten you could say ten Christians. And, and, and because he said virgins, ten Christians. And, and five of them were faithful. Faithful in praying, faithful in worshiping God, faithful in going to church, faithful in reading the word, faithful in giving. And they were faithful and they kept their faithfulness up. They kept doing it no matter what it looked like. They kept, they kept walking in faith towards God. They believed that it was making an eternal difference. 
Amen. And, 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 and they kept their oil. In other words, they stayed filled with God and they, and they kept walking with God and they stayed in God's will. But there's others that, that, that allowed other things to come in. They didn't think it was too important to study the Bible or to go to church. Or, they, they thought they pretty much grace gave them a free ride for everything. In other words, they're under grace, so I can live my life any way I want. I don't need to live for the Lord. And so, but, but, but Jesus said those, they weren't ready. And, 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 and that, that they really lost out on the blessing. And I don't want to lose out on the blessing. Look at your name and say, don't lose out on the blessing. And so we, so we can position ourselves to walk in the fullness of God's blessing. And as we are faithful in obeying God and following through on his plan for our lives. Amen. Hebrews 11, uh, 7 says this about Noah. And Noah uh, uh, says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for saving his household, in which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. So we see here that Noah, um, God spoke to him and the Bible said he was a righteous preacher. And, and, and the whole world was, uh, was wicked. But Noah and his family, Noah was a righteous preacher. And God said, I'm going to go ahead and flood out the earth. And, uh, but I, but I, I, I'm going to make the covenant with you, Noah. And I'm going to give you the schematics, the plans on building an ark. Amen. And, and in this ark that you're building, uh, I'm going to give you the grace to build it. Uh, and you're going to build this ark and it's going to save your life. And I'm going to say this, as we're walking with God and we're reading our word and we're studying and, and we're praying and we're coming to church and we're giving, in a sense, we're building our ark. In a sense, we're building an ark, not just for ourselves, but for the savings of our loved ones. We're building an ark, amen, of faith that's going to keep us afloat when the storm is coming down to try to flood us out. We're building an ark as we keep doing it, even though we may not be seeing our prayers answered right away. Even though it seems like some in some areas of our life, it might be getting worse. Anybody can attain. But even though it may look like it's getting worse, keep building your ark. Keep doing the right things. Don't grow weary in doing well. Amen. And so let's look at the second definition of faithfulness. Faithfulness is staying true to someone or something being truthful, being being someone who can be counted on. As this fruit grows within us, we become more trustworthy. We become more focused on serving God. You know, I remember that I used to be an usher uh, uh, in the church and I ushered. And that was one of my first jobs in the church was ushering. And then I, as I was faithful in ushering and showing up and, and, and coming to church faithfully and not missing church, being in church as much as I can, um, uh, I was faithful. And then I ended up getting promoted to assistant usher. Amen. And, and I thought that was wonderful. And that, that meant carrying the sound system over to one area to the other area. <laughs> more work. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but, and then, and then, then I remember when the head usher wa- had to go on, uh, out of town and they made me the head usher for a few weeks. And I thought, wow, man, I'm really up there now, man. I'm the head. Usher. That just means you're more responsible for more people doing the job. <laughs> you know? 
Amen. But, but you know what, what? What we're doing is when we're walking with God and we're obeying God and we're giving our talents and our tithes and so when we're doing the right things, it, 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 it's building rich treasures in heaven. It, it's building up a foundation that cannot be moved. You're, you're, you're building up a legacy of faith. Do you believe that today? You're building up something not just for here, but you're building up something for eternity. You got to say, I believe that. So we, we got to we got to believe that. Amen. So so what hinders us from from walking out and being faithful? Let's look at James one, one, uh, six and eight. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed up by the wind. But let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. So what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to get us to doubt the truth of God's word in our life. He's trying to get us to doubt the process. The devil's trying to get us to doubt. Oh, man. Well, well, you know, just like taking medication or vitamins. uh, If you believe what the doctor said, it should produce the results. And you should keep doing it. And sometimes you may not see the results right at the very beginning. You know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, do a little bit of fasting and I like to do intermittent fasting, which means I, I try not to eat. For a certain amount of time in a 24 hour period. And it has helped me lose weight. I believed in the. Now, now the first night, first day me fasting, I didn't lose. I didn't really lose anything. But but it was a process. And I lost over 10 pounds intermittent fasting. And I'm still sticking with it. Why? You got to stay faithful to the process. Say stay faithful to the process. Amen. So we, we need to stay faithful to the process. And but 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 what 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 James is saying is don't allow doubt to come in because doubt is an offspring of fear and fear is, is the door opener for for all the wrong things that happen in our life. You know, remember Elijah, one of the greatest prophets uh, in the Old Testament. And Elijah, remember what he did? He, he preached uh, and uh uh, he uh, had, uh, you know, the, the prophets of Baal and, and he was like one prophet. And there, there are all these 400 prophets of Baal. And remember, he said, let's see who God, you know, uh, answers by fire. And remember the prophets of Baal, they set up. He said, let's set up a sacrifice and see what God answers by fire. And then they try to set up that sacrifice. And, and they try, you know, the, the prophets of Baal try to get their God, the little G, the little devil, to try to get the answer by fire. And, and, and nothing happened. And then, of course, Elijah, you know, set up his his uh, uh, little sacrifice situation. And and he said, even pour water on it, you know, and, and, and make it drowsy with water. And he said, now, God, show them that you are the living God. And fire came from heaven and burned it up. Remember that? And uh, and so so God is the God that answers by fire. Amen. And so so and then what happened was the 400 prophets of Baal. Uh, Elijah says, go ahead and kill them. And so the people uh, that, that, that were kind of vacillating between standing with the prophets. Of, see, sometimes we vacillate between standing with the world and standing with God. Standing with our intellect or standing with faith. Uh, standing with reason or faith. Reason or faith. The world or God. And we got to get with God. We got to get in faith. 
we got to start believing. Amen. And I'm telling you, the, the prophets of Baal were killed. And then, of course, Jezebel said, you know, send a note to, you know, Jezebel was the queen at that time. And, and she said, I'm going to kill you, Elijah. And what did Elijah do? He ran. He ran. In other words, uh, we're none of us are exempt from fear. None of us are exempt from depression. None of us are exempt from a, a spiritual attack. We all deal with it at times. Because the enemy doesn't like you. He's going to do everything he can to shut you down. He's trying to shut down your faith. He's trying to get you to doubt. He's trying to keep you from speaking the promises of God. The devil wants you to speak the circumstances of life. And I'm not going to speak what is. I'm going to call those things that be not as though they were in Jesus' name. I may just be just just have just enough, but I'm going into the land of more than enough. I, I, I may not be walking in the fullness of health right now, but I'm going to move in to divine health. I, I may not have my relationships, may not be all, you know, real good right now, but it's coming in to fruitfulness. Can I get an amen today? It, it, as long as I keep walking with God, keep, keep, keep you faithful to the, the, the process, we're going to see God move in miraculous ways. So, so three keys to remain faithful. First of all, you've got to realize that God is faithful. God is faithful. In 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful, but whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful. You know, you, if you ask Abraham, and his name was Abraham at the time. Abraham was considered the father of faith in the Old Testament. If you ask Abraham, uh, in, in I think in verse, uh, maybe... Uh, uh, I'm not too sure what verse in, in Genesis it might be 11. If you ask Abraham at one time, if God was faithful, Abraham was wavering on his faith. You know, you know, God, you know, Abraham wavered on his faith a little bit. Abraham was a little uh, because he didn't see the promised child, Isaac, and he wavered a little bit. And he said to God, God, you know, what's, you know, God blessed him with wealth and all this. And, and, and Abraham said, what's all this wealth if I don't have a son to give it to and then God said, well, I'm going to give you more than just a son. I'm going to give you, you're going to be an heir of millions of people. Look at the stars. Look at the sand. And I'm going to give you more than just a son. See, that, see, see, when you pray to God, God will give you abundantly above more than you can ask or think according to the power that works within you. What is that power? The word of God. Is the word of God working in you? Are you standing on the word of God? Are you quoting the word of God on a daily basis? Are you believing that God, that angels are hearkening to the promises of God's word coming out of your mouth? You might be new. You may not be. You might be new to this. You may not realize that there is power in agreement and there's power in agreeing with God almighty. Somebody say agree with God. Amen. You got to realize this, that Jesus is faithful. In Hebrews 3, 1 and 2, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him, who appointed him, as Moses also was faithful in, in his house. So Jesus is the faithful king. Jesus did not, you, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he asked God for another way, and he prayed three times that that, that cup could pass him, the, the cup of suffering. Listen, there is going to be some suffering serving God. 
I'm not going to candy coat it for you this morning. There is going to be some suffering following the will of God. We are going to suffer even even being a blessing to others. There is going to be some things that we may do without in the very beginning. There is going to be some suffering, but don't 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 run from suffering. Amen. Amen. See, the Bible says that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffers. And whatever we're doing for God, if we, if we do it with the heart at, right heart attitude and the right motives, we're going to see the blessings of God in our lives. You believe that today? God's word is trustworthy, number three. God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God's word will lead us in the right direction. So we got to get a revelation of this, that God has not given up on us. No matter if you're in a trial, maybe you're in a valley. I'm telling you, though you walk through the valley, you will fear no evil. It doesn't matter. Listen, we're not camping in the valley. We're walking through the valley and we're getting to the other side. And maybe you're dealing with some issues right now, but it's just it's just a temporary situation. It's the Bible talks about that the things, the natural things in this life are subject to change and things are changing. Do you believe that today? Things are not changing for the worse. They're changing for the best. Do you believe that today? And as you keep your faith on, as you keep walking with God, as you stay faithful in doing the basics in your Christian walk, you will see the blessings not only in your life but in those all around you because your faith is contagious and it will affect people around you you believe that today say my faith is contagious amen and it's affecting people around you and you will continue to build your ark of 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 life and that ark of life will draw many people into the kingdom amen did you receive it this morning Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I honor you today and I thank you, Father God. Oh, the bedrock of your blessings in our life is for us to be faithful in serving you, Lord. And Father, I thank you for these precious people out here that you have a calling for each one of them. And as they come into the calling that you have for them, Father God, that that, that they will see the blessings upon their life and their families. And perhaps you're in the audience today or watching online and you 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 have not fully let go and let God as some says in and, and you you're still holding on to your life you're still trying to figure things out on your own you you haven't totally given God 100% of your life well I, I'm going to say this today and I want to encourage you give God everything you got Put put everything into the king into the kingdom of God, into serving God, into pleasing God. So if you're there today and and, and you haven't received uh, Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day. And I want to encourage you to do that today, to 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 either uh, maybe you used to walk with God and you're not walking with him like you know you need to. Now, today's the day to turn around. Amen. God is a God of turnarounds. God is a God of U-turns. Amen. So I want you to say this in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.